like to talk and read all things books and mystery. Funny stories. The characters of youth always tend to be a sleuth. The Hardy Boys will do. Don't forget Nancy Drew. It's a clue. Hello, sleuths. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. Welcome to It's a Clue, a faux crime comedy podcast for people who own one or more lawn flamingos. That's Kelly. me. <laughs> what? It's going to be me. <laughs> Isn't that a Don't Backstreet Boys song? Don't sing it. I knew <laughs> you were getting ready to. I heard me. It, I, these are things I aspire to have. I, I can make that happen for you. I know. I'm kind of hoping you do, actually. You got me the porch goose. I'm going to get you a <gasps> flamingo. Yes. That would be like retaliatory is the word that springs to mind, but that's not it. It would be a generous gift and I will graciously accept it. Can't wait. <laughs> so what are we talking about this week? Well, this week we did something a little bit different, Kelly. Ooh, mystery. No, not to you. We went to the cinema. We did. But in our homes <laughs> because... <laughs> We don't leave them. <laughs> the home cinema. And what did we watch, Kelly? We watched, I know this is a shocker, Nancy Drew <laughs> and The Hidden Staircase. The the 2019 rendition. I would we did. call it epic. I would call it epic as well. I, spoiler alert, loved mm. it. <laughs> Same. Fully loved it. Yes. Good. Well, this will be great then. It will be. And... I Okay, so I have a thought to ponder, which may not seem directly related to the topic at hand, but it's important nonetheless. Mm, okay. Um, the Powerball mm-hmm. happened. I just got the push notification that someone won, and it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Ruined my whole day. It's fine. <laughs> really thought I had a chance there. Um, had you won the Powerball this week? Yes. What this is you... something I've given a lot of thought to. <laughs> What would you have done with the money? And or would you still live in your same house? That's a, that's a great follow-up question. I will begin there. Yes, I would live in my same house. Um, my aspirations for Powerball money are more like freedom with my time. So mm-hmm. I would retire. Yeah. I would like let all of my friends retire. I would like set up a like a charitable foundation. Oh, I love you. And then I would probably upgrade my cruise package for, you know, my Alaska cruise package to, like, have a porthole in my room, you know, <laughs> rather than, like, being in steerage and having to, like, you know, stoke, stoke a burner or whatever we have to do. But, but Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio is in steerage. That's where all the fun parties are. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were going to say different. I thought you were going to say those were the first to go underwater <laughs> but <laughs> but man they but went out right. with a bang that's, that's oh. also where the good parties were <laughs> if you remove the whole sinking ship part it was it seemed fun oh, it God. seemed like the place to be yes up and up until the iceberg it was pretty cool um so yeah i mean but i gotta say after watching that movie last night i did definitely go I mean, I would use some of that lottery money to put some hidden stuff in my house. Oh, for sure. Yes. Like a passage, a candelabra yeah. that you pull down and then a yes. bat cave pops I, out. I definitely want that, 
that swing open bookcase that has a room behind it. Yeah, that was you know? dope. Loved yeah. it. Um, I think that kind of concludes my updates, though, <laughs> on, on on my lottery dreams because they're dashed now. So, <laughs> um, what would you do? You know, I would give ninety percent of it away to other people because well, I mean it was like two billion dollars, right? Like, I know there's like no way you could spend that kind of money that's absurd yeah so you could just like help everyone you know yes help everyone i know donate it all to all of the places to save us um and then i would buy every american girl doll i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, don't don't you're not kidding you absolutely would do that you you would be like kelly in order to get your money uh, you have to drive me to Chicago to the American Girl store and you would sweep into that place like Cruella DeVille and just be like, load them up. Money's no object. <laughs> put, the, put the dolls in the box. I want all our ears pierced. <laughs> French braids on everyone. <laughs> yes. I want every accessory. Also like books. I would have, I would like just build a whole library wing onto the back mm-hmm. of the house that straight up is out of Beauty and the Beast. Absolutely. Ooh, with like the the rolling ladders. Correct. That's the dream, isn't We're it? We're having a shared vision. Yes, the rolling ladders, yeah. the tall ceilings yeah. with the windows, natural light, so it's Instagrammable. Yeah. I mean, obvi. Like. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we didn't Freaking win. But I know. Well, okay, that was the sad stuff. What is happy and good in your life? Tell me about what has transpired since last we spoke. Well, on in the, in the best news. I survived Yosemite. I'm so glad. Did you see a snake? <laughs> Did not see a snake. Um, the, <clears throat> listen, I know I sound like a major wuss, and I acknowledge that I am. Like, I'm I'm not trying to, to, like, congratulate myself on this, right? But, like, that is the most anxiety I could possibly feel. Like, <gasps> Kelly. Just, it's, like, constant vigilance, you yeah. know? Do you know what I mean? Like I do, I do. You just have to constantly be aware of your surroundings. Um, also, we get out of the car onto like, you know, a gravel path type thing. And so I'm immediately like looking for the snakes that look like gravel because you those were... probably exist. <laughs> you are off-roading. <laughs> Correct. Um, and then we we walk like 25 feet down this path and there's a big sign that's like, if you see a bear... Oh, yeah. Please call this number to report a bear sighting. And I was like, <laughs> is that just so they know where to come find your body? Like, I don't understand. Why would we go into a place where they know there's bears? Bears. Plural. More than bears. one bear. <laughs> and my friend was like, I've never seen a snake. I've never seen a bear. And I was like... You also have never won the lottery ticket, and I know you bought five tickets earlier. Like, <laughs> things can happen for the first time. Um, that being said, we had a very nice time. It was very pretty. There was lots of nature. The rocks were big. I saw your pictures. They were beautiful. <laughs> they were gorgeous. And, like, I wasn't even trying. I kind of held up my my camera and took, like, ten pictures just because I felt obligated to. And then I was like, oh, those are really pretty. I probably, if I had tried, they would be even better. But, I mean, it's <laughs> genuinely pretty there. Um, have you ever been? 
No, I've never been to Yosemite, which is crazy because I lived in California for 15 years. But uh, no, I that is a place I have not been. Well, so let me just tell you another little story. <laughs> okay. So, so the way you get to Yosemite is um, you strap yourself into a motor vehicle that then has to scale the side of a mountain oh, yeah. for like yeah. five miles, just doing switchbacks back mm-hmm. and forth on a little two-lane road hanging off the side of a mountain. <laughs> and I'm riding in the passenger seat up there, which means I'm even like five feet closer to the, off the cliff than the driver is. I hate that. And he kept going like, look, look out. Isn't it beautiful? I was like, I will look if you don't. Like, please quit looking to your right. (laughs) Eyes on your own paper slash the road. (laughs) Poor guy. I feel so bad for him. Like, I was so nervous just the whole time, which I'm not normally a nervous person, but... um, Is that true? (laughs) I mean, in that environment, I am. (laughs) That's why I don't leave my house. I'm very calm here, usually. Um, So, oh, and then when you leave Yosemite... You have to come down the mountain the same way, just in the dark at night with no sun in the sky. So, um, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of things. But we survived. It was beautiful. I got some nice pictures. We had a fun day. We saw some nature. I knew you'd make Um, it. And I also knew you wouldn't see a snake, which is why I said I would give you $107 if you saw a snake. So I'm glad my payment is safe. (laughs) Yeah, your, your money's safe. I, um... I thought it was, you know, I'm not saying $100 isn't a lot, but I'm also saying I felt like that was a pretty, um, like, easy loss for you, which made me a little nervous, you know? It's not like you were like, I will give you $1,000, in which case I would have been like, man, she is very confident, uh, because you know I would collect. (laughs) What is going on with you? Did you have a nice week? Two weeks? You know... What's happening with me? I don't know that I have anything like super crazy to talk about in this moment in public, but I <laughs> I got my booster shot and my flu shot this weekend, so I did not feel like a million dollars yesterday. Totally worth yeah. it, of course, but I didn't feel like so good, but that's okay because I'm fine now, and yes. I felt fine enough that I have transitioned my porch goose into her Thanksgiving suit. <laughs> And what is her Thanksgiving suit? She's currently a pilgrim. And then uh, I have a second Thanksgiving suit. She will become a turkey (laughs) closer to the holiday. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Um, She did get a lot of feedback, the porch goose, from the trick-or-treaters. My favorite of which was a six-year-old who was dressed up as Princess Elsa, who Hmm. approached the front porch, saw the goose, and then looked at us very hard and said, did you put that outfit on that duck? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we, yes, sure did. And then she stared at me and then she stared back at the goose and looked at me and said, hmm, I like it. <laughs> Which is about the best approval you can get. Mm-hmm. No, it's absolutely like that could have really gone one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She could have like, really on me. just like embarrassed you into next year. Like for sure. It's the dumbest duck I've ever seen. And I just like slink away. You would have felt compelled to defend your duck. And just walk away with my... Now you're in a fight with baby Elsa. (laughs) 
I was also like wearing a frog onesie. I was like, this child is probably like, what is wrong with this? <gasps> you wore your... She's like, there's a lot happening here. <laughs> Everyone's wearing a suit. Did you like kind it. of want to say like, did you dress like Elsa today? <gasps> no, but then you would have started a fight. I don't want to make a six-year-old cry. Like I'm 37. Oh, I yeah. can take oh, it. That's you probably know? fair. See, this is how I get in trouble with children. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. The, um, the, I'll, I'll keep this story brief, but this is very on par. I was at a friend's house for a dinner party one night. And while she she and her husband were kind of like finishing up dinner prep, she was like, would you please go play with the girls? So at that point, her, her little girls were like, I don't know five and eight or something like that love it and i was i was circa 36 um just to put it in perspective and um i was like yeah sure so i go sit down on the floor with these two little girls and say what do you want to play and they said we want to play it's it's like exploding bunnies or something it's like a card game it's got a lot of rules i didn't read them they didn't care um they basically told me the rules as they understood them, and I said, fine. So anyway, we, we played, like, an hour of this game, and I lost pretty quickly. I feel like they were lying to me about the rules to make that happen, but it's fine. I let it go. But we got down to a point, as I could tell, we were getting, like, getting ready to be ready to eat dinner. And they they were basically tied. And they they were kind of, like, dithering around about how to break this tie or whatever, and... As their father is walking into the room to break up the game, to call us into dinner, I was like, this is easy, guys. Just play one more round and it's sudden death. And whoever loses, loses. And whoever wins, wins. And he goes, or we could just end now and you both win. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's what we should do. Like, (laughs) oh, we shouldn't do sudden death with a four-year-old? That's... That makes this sense. Is taking me back to growing up as your sister. He was laughing <laughs> so hard at me because I was just like, just do sudden death. And he's like, or we just both win. I was like, oh, do, can we do that now? I mean, that seems better. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. We should go with that. Oh, you tried. I love it. Shall we move on to recommendation station? Woo woo. I was going to say only if you make the sound. Um, I Woo woo. I have a recommendation and I... It's kind of cheating, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it anyway. So, okay, this was a recommendation made to me by an amazing bookseller at Parnassus in Nashville Mm. who saw what I was... Why is it cheating? Well, because I haven't read these books yet. Oh, well, that's okay. But I'm gonna, and I'm obsessed with the look and feel of them, and Mm. I... Cannot wait. So this is a series of books. I love a series. The series is called Sinister Summer. They are written by mm. Kirsten White. And the first book in this series is called Wretched Water Park. Stop. Yeah. And here is a blurb. A middle grade mystery series that's spooky, creepy, and filled with gothic twists. Meet the sinister Winterbottom twins who solve <laughs> mysteries at increasingly bizarre summer vacation destinations in the hopes of being reunited with their parents, or at the very least, finally finding a good churro. Come on. Oh my gosh. I love that. Also, like, the covers of these books are so awesome uh, as soon as i saw them on the shelf i'm like well these have to be mine um did you buy the whole series i bought the first one just the first one 
Yeah. So what's it called? Sinister Summer. Sinister Summer is the series, and the first I'm book is up right now. Oh my god! I love the art. <laughs> Isn't it so cute? The next one is Vampiric Vacation. I know. And Camp Creepy Menacing. Oh my gosh, Karen! You have got to let me know. Have got. Have got to let me know how I these must. are. I love the art. Like we've got alliteration. We've got. We got twins. <laughs> we got gothic we got twists. Twins. They're they're like the cover art is like got kind of a gothic vintage illustration vibe to it agreed and there's like also a little bit of like aaron morgenstern yes enos like the night circus anyway buy them read them love them we'll discuss them great i'm down so i have a recommend a non-cheat recommendation because i actually watched this okay well way to one up me (laughs) I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't think that yours is a cheat at all. We recommend books we haven't read a lot, so true. Um, so the new Enola Holmes movie on Netflix. <gasps> Watched it two nights ago, and it is so good. Is it really? Oh, thank God! Thank it's so God. much better than the first one. Because Re- I loved the first yes. one. I love the first one too, and this one I th- I think this one is like way better than the first one. I, I cannot wait. There's a lot more action. She's like in London doing a whole bunch of stuff. So there's a lot more people involved. You know, the first one was very Enola focused. This one, she's working with Sherlock off and on. She's working with Lord Tewksbury again. And then the whole case kind of centers around um, a match factory. So like the match girls. And... All I'll say, because I don't want to give any spoilers, but, like, it is big feels on girl power, which I honestly, I was, like, crying at the end. It's based on a true story, not, like, the Enola part, but, like, there are there are references that are real out of history. And, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. I really want you to watch it so we can talk about it. I'm curious if you feel the same way. And, like, I won't be offended if you think the first one was better, but I'm just, I'm, like, I really, really loved it. Oh, I so. can't wait. I will totally watch yeah. it. I also, this is so weird to say, but the costume design in those movies is Ugh. incredible to me. Like, right. serve me some Victorian era steampunk. Yes. Like, girl masquerading as a guy every mm-hmm. day. I just, like, love the clothes in this movie. Shout out to costumers everywhere. Enola <laughs> is just, like, such a good character and... I don't know. I just loved it. But there was a lot more there was a lot more Sherlock in it too, which was fun. And like how she stands up to her brother and doesn't, you know, like resist falling into his shadow and how he learns to respect her through it is pretty great. So Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, you got you got to watch that. I'm I was all about it. So will um, do. Love it. Love um it. I think if I'm correct, that we have finally reached a consensus on our next super sleuth. Is that right? Am I correct? We have. I'm so glad you asked. Will you I'm reveal it? I'm looking at our poll right now just to confirm. And yes, our next super sleuth book, which we're going to do sometime in December. So we wanted to go ahead and announce it so that everybody has like a month to read it, is going to be the final gambit by yes! Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I was so hoping. This is the, me too. I wanted it to be that. 
This is the third and maybe not final book in the Inheritance Games series. I bought it when it came out and I have been staring at it on my shelf. I haven't read it in the hopes that this would be what everyone selected. And I am so happy right now. Same. Same. (laughs) I I bought it. I haven't read it yet, but I was like, I think we're going to, I think it's going to go Final Gambit. So anyway, if you... The, the way this was selected was we put the vote up to our Patreons. So we'll do that again next time when we're picking a Super Sleuth. So if you're interested in voting in those polls, become a patron. Um, but yeah, The Final Gambit, it's a brand new book. And I think we've done both of the first two on Super Sleuth episodes. So this will yeah. be a nice little capstone. Well, I'm well. already dreading writing the super fast plot overview, but I'll do it. I'll help you with it. I love you. Yeah, you're welcome. I love you too. Well, let's talk about Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. Um, yes, let's do it. I have a brief movie intro section. Yeah. I don't have any great, exciting things, but maybe they are. I don't know. This movie came out in 2019, which seems like it was another planet at this point. Mm-hmm. It really does. Watching pre pandemic content. Mm-hmm is so interesting (laughs) isn't it and i'm like oh it's 2019 you don't even know what's around the corner well that's the thing like pre-pandemic content that is like so close to the pandemic like yes it's one thing to watch something from 20 like 2000 right but like 2019 it's like it's coming it's coming get your masks ready right Mm. um so what else? Oh, so the star, Sophia Lillis, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Nancy Drew. Did you recognize her from anything else? No. She's from It. Well, It <gasps> too. Oh, is she? She's the she's the girl in it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that you say that, now I'm like, yep, okay. So That's actually one of the better Stephen King remakes, I think. I really, I actually just watched both of those recently because I hadn't seen the new ones and I mm. was super into it. I also love a Skarsgård brother, so like, Same. yes, yeah. Same. Um, what else about Nancy Drew? Ellen... I love a Skarsgård brother. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Karen, uh, why just, are you my favorite person? I'm just being honest. <laughs> the Skarsgårds tend to prop, crop, pop, prop, crop up a lot in Stephen King remakes, it seems. They're, they're eerie in just the right way. This movie was first a thing. So The Hidden Staircase was apparently first a movie in 1939. Mm. Which I would like to watch, but I don't know how to find it or get my hands on it. So that's a thing. I have a hunch Nancy was very different in that movie. Same these. Mm-hmm. Not skateboarding, for example. Probably not. Not getting... Thrown into juvenile detention centers. (laughs) Um, Perhaps my favorite thing that I read about this is that this was criticized for having a quote unquote muddled plot and inconsistent tone. Which, to be honest, (laughs) I think that should have given it extra points because that's kind of a hallmark of the Nancy Drew books. (laughs) Fair. That's kind of a trope. But also... I, I felt exactly the opposite, probably because I was expecting it to be more muddled and confused based on my, like, I was like, oh, this actually made a lot of sense compared to the book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I felt like they really pulled it together. 
Well, that's that's what I got for you. Um, I, I just feel like reviewers were sitting around going like, really, this was all over bringing a railroad to town? And we're like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know? <laughs> Sometimes when people want to bring a railroad to town, you have to frighten old ladies out of their historic mansions to build it, you to know? Collect on their property. <laughs> Pretty much. And sometimes those old ladies live in places called Twin Oaks, and those places have easily hauntable access via hidden passageways. What do we call these? Financially motivated crookery. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's that's the uh, FMP, the financially motivated plot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also a hallmark of the entire series. A hallmark of Nancy Drew. (laughs) It's always about money. So Karen... Yes. Without further ado, I believe it's time for you to deliver today's super fast plot. I can and I will. Did I write it? No, because there is actually content for this on the internet and it was good. I read it. So this is coming to you from the World Wide Web, but great (laughs) overview. After her mother's death, 16-year-old sleuth Nancy Drew and her father Carson relocate from Chicago to rural River Heights. While Nancy struggles to fit in, Carson is active in local politics, fighting the development of a train line through the town. A local thug named Willie Wharton threatens Nancy one night to try to scare her father into backing down. While performing community service as punishment for a prank on a school bully, Nancy meets Flora, an elderly woman needing help with an apparent haunting in her home. Excited by the mystery, Nancy stays overnight at Flora's home along with Flora's niece, Helen. That night, strange things begin to happen, with lights going out and then exploding, cabinet doors and drawers opening, and a cloaked figure appearing and warning Nancy to give up her mystery. The next day, Nancy believes that someone broke in and tried scaring them out. Nancy and Helen investigate and find a secret passage that leads outside, revealing how the ghost entered the house. The secret passage also contains props the intruder used to simulate a haunting, such as a rigged fuse box to manipulate the lights in the house. The rest of the strange phenomenon is explained by a rig that emits concentrated nutmeg through the house's air conditioning, which triggers dangerous hallucinations. Later, Nancy realizes her father, who is staying out of town on a business trip, has not checked in with her or her Aunt Hannah recently. She calls her father's friend Nate, who tells her that Carson's meeting is at a campsite and reception must be spotty. Nancy is not convinced, as Carson had told her he would be staying at a hotel. Worried that something has happened to him, Nancy and Helen head to Carson's hotel. They discover that he never checked out, and his cell phone is still in his room. Security footage from the previous night reveals Carson was ambushed and kidnapped by Willie Wharton. Nancy's friends, Bess and George, find out that Wharton is also the man who brought the nutmeg he used at Flora's house, and Nancy realizes Carson is being kept in the secret passage there. She and Helen head to Flora's house, where they discover Wharton and Nate holding Carson and Flora hostage. It is revealed that Wharton and Nate were working together to sabotage the anti-train movement, and that they intend to force Flora to sell her house so the line can be built through her property. When Nancy's investigation proves that the house is not haunted, they were forced to use other means to secure the land. Nancy and Helen work together to save Carson and Flora from their captors, who are then arrested by the police. The next day at school, Nancy, George, and Bess welcome Helen into their circle of friends, and together they plan their next adventure at the Lilac Inn. The end. Did it in one take. Oh, I'm out of breath. I bet you are. Deeper. So... It occurred to me while listening to you read that, that I would probably not be a good Nancy Drew. Why? 
I would immediately be scared away. Like if that haunting situation had happened while I was there, I would have been like, well, I'm leaving now. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly shaped hole in the door. <laughs> That's the cutest vision I'm I've out. ever had. Boom. But you. Good luck, Ellen. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm busting in like the Kool-Aid man. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just it's kidding. It's time to investigate. I hate ghosts, so I would also be gone. Um, mm-hmm. For real. It's amazing that we like these books. These are these are like aspirational. <laughs> exactly. Someday, <laughs> someday I'll be a skin diver, just like Nancy. <laughs> someday I'll be a skin diving flower arranger and tap dance my way to prom with Ned. Ooh. Yeah. Did you find it interesting that there was no Ned in this? No. No. Because Ned sucks. <laughs> I mean, y- yes, but like he could have had a redemption arc. I would have written him out too. I did find it interesting that there was no Hannah Gruen in this. No, there was. <gasps> Wait, there was. Sorry. Yeah, it was her aunt. I just, well, I know, but. There wasn't she's... like a, it wasn't a direct correlation. She's different. Yes. She's a, she's a different soul. I felt like Ned was, oh, we'll get into it. Sorry, I jumped the gun. It's okay. It's okay. We got to do thoughts and musings. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want to start us off? Thoughts and musings? Yeah, I do. I do, Kelly. Oh, Thanks oh, for asking. Oh, my, my goodness. Sorry. I'm not looking at my notes very well. <laughs> I adored this little Nancy. Mm. Zero surprise. Like, I was watching the opening credits and was like, baby Nancy reminds me of baby Karen. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. That's... So what? Because she was skateboarding and like wearing She's emo just like this jewelry. Little emo, <laughs> little emo Nancy, and I was like, "Oh, it's like little emo Karen." Still, I mean, a little bit, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm honored that she reminded you of me because I thought she was like so cute. Um, I also loved how snarky she was. She yes. also, she's kind of bad sometimes, like to the point mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, you are pushing the line. Like, I'm a little uncomfortable with like how IDGAF you're being. I'm trying to keep it PG. <laughs> I, I, I felt the same way. And I think it was just trying to reconcile like Nancy Drew goody two shoes with Nancy Drew in 2019, who has learned to stand up for herself. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. And the standing up is actually what made me love her the most. Like fierce loyalty is the definition of this Mm -hmm. character. Like if you mess with my friends, I will make you rue the day that you did so. And I am so here for that type of like fierce loyalty. That is my exact jam. Love it. 10 out of 10. I know this is also cheesy, but I like that she's vulnerable. Like, she gets scared, and she gets sad, and she gets her feelings hurt. And she, to your point, she makes mistakes. Like, she's not mm-hmm. a superhero in this movie. They made her a real kid. She is, albeit yeah. an extraordinary kid, but she's very real. And she's not mm-hmm. this impenetrable surface chiseled out of marble from a baby yes. angel's tears like Nancy Drew in the books. I don't even know what that meant. Scampering but... about the countryside, snatching orphans off of open roads and Right. Right. Like that yeah. she was a real three dimensional person and I just loved yeah. her. Um anyway, please tell me 
your thoughts and musings. 100% the same. Like, literally, my very first note as I was taking notes was like, oh, my God, I love this character. She reminds me of Karen. Oh, my God, that's so... Kelly, that's so sweet. (laughs) But, like, I... It's funny. I love the... And I I wrote this down several times. Like, they clearly wanted you to pick up on this. But, like, I love the way that she found her way to detective work in the movie. Like, yes. she didn't start off as, like, Nancy Drew teen detective. She started off as Nancy Drew kind of, like, troubled, sad teenager and staunch defender of her friends slash deliverer of justice. Mm-hmm. And by the end she kind of figures out like that's not how she wants to use her abilities use your powers for good right so like it was kind of fun to see her like finding herself i guess um which we don't like we kind of see with nancy um like she kind of like in the books like she kind of stumbles into everything you know and like learns how to that she's a detective just by detecting by by going through her first couple of cases but like um this was an interesting path to get there i thought so that's beautifully um, stated we get the real origin story yeah i really liked that this actually stuck really close to the original source material i did which I don't know, like, I was not expecting that. Were you? No, not at all. I thought this was going to be, like, a completely different tale. And yeah, it was the book, basically. It was the book. I mean, I was I was shocked watching it. And I kept going, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's in it, too. Like, yeah, like, I just thought they were going to pluck, like, the hidden staircase element right off the cover of the book and throw away everything else. You know? No, it was very close. I mean, we had yeah. some like technological upgrades for like the haunting, with sure. a, you know, hidden Bose speaker and things like that. But it was legit. It was the book. Yeah. Um, and lastly, like I was super psyched that we still got Helen. Me too. <laughs> I remembered, of course, that this was like a Helen book, right? But I just assumed that she would get entirely replaced in the movie with Bess and or George. Yep. You know, because those are the kind of her quintessential friends. That's who everybody knows. So I was shocked and very pleasantly surprised that they kept it as a Helen mystery. I so. completely agree. And I loved was, sorry, their journey. They, they had a journey to friendship, mm-hmm. Helen and Nancy, that I just oh, warmed my heart. Yeah. It was very clear to me that like even before we got to kind of the end of the movie and they tease Lilac in that this was always intended to be kind of the first in a series of Nancy Drew movies. Yeah, um, where are the rest? I would like them. So so well, I did look that up and mm. all I'll say is is that like the budget on this movie was something like like 17 million and the box office take was like 650,000. Oh, so no. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that being said, Karen, did you have any favorite parts that you would like to share for the good of the group? Sure did. Fantastic. <laughs> My number one favorite thing was Flora. Hmm. She Big is time, yes. the best character ever. So she ever. is a woman who is older. Mm-hmm. She has lived in River Heights for a very long time. 
She's quite a character. Flora is the reason we discussed pink flamingos at the beginning. She has many of them in her front yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so people in River Heights, you know, they have some things to say about Flora. She's very colorful. She's lived quite a life. And she does not care what anyone thinks about her. She is just my favorite quote. I wrote it down at the very beginning. Um, she's trying to alert a police officer to the shenanigans in her home. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, he blows her off. He's like, okay, lady, you're crazy. He makes some sort of snide remark about her drinking habits and assuming yes. that she's like wasted telling him this in the middle of the day. And she says, young man, I have stared down communism. My choice of a <laughs> cocktail in retirement is none of your business. <laughs> Like, I want to needlepoint that on something. I I was like, she is my hero. (laughs) Yeah. So so that character is played by Linda Lavin, who just hashtag icon. She crushed it. She also said a a thing that I can't wait to say in real life. She said, oh, Nancy, I thought my cheese was sliding (laughs) off the cracker. (laughs) I wrote that one down, too. I thought my cheese was sliding off the cracker. That is so good. Uh, she was so good she um she also has this whole like history that slips out of how she was a burlesque dancer yes yes and she like pretends to be like oh i shouldn't talk about that in front of you girls and then is like okay well what the hell but what do you want to know she she allegedly seduced mick jagger who had and i quote hips made of butter Like so I good. desperately want to be Flora when I am that Same. age. Like, oh, I think you, Karen, you're partially there. You've got the duck. <laughs> First of all, I know, it is I know, a concrete goose. It is listen. Not a- Elsa called it a duck. So who am I to quibble with Elsa? Okay, that's a good point. Uh, Just saying, you're, I love you're halfway Flora. there. I loved her. I have not met Mick Jagger, but. Flora, though, is like, she's the reason you have to start collecting those phrases now so that, you know, like they're on the tip of your tongue (laughs) when you, you know, when presented with the right opportunity, you know, I mean, dad does it all the time. Dad has perfected this craft. What's the one about the cats and the rocking chairs that you say or someone said? Oh, I'm as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah a good one i'm working on my I mean, list you're working on your what i'm working on my list yeah you, got, you gotta like you, you gotta have them right there you know yep it's like tip of the tongue tip of the tongue tip of the tongue tip of the tongue <laughs> um also i'm buying some yard flamingos now i want to be clear for our listeners out there i do not actually have a yard um i have a porch which sits alongside some sidewalk but i feel like I can make it work. You sure can. You can tether With some, them like, pots. Tether them to the supports of your oh, front I could. porch. I could. I could just. I could. I could tether them. I could stick them down in like, uh, you know, my Christmas garland that I put mm-hmm. on the porch. Mm-hmm. Put little Santa hats on them. Dangle them from the roof. Mm-hmm. The I'm world be ousted from the neighborhood. <laughs> no, you no. won't. I'd be like, this neighborhood has been in existence since 1895, and then you came along. And then you're going to say, young man, I've stared down communism. My flamingos <laughs> young man, are none of your business. <laughs> That's precisely what I'll say, madam. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. What was your most favorite part? 
Well, yes. Okay, I'll I'll take a big one next. Um, I kind of mentioned before, but like I. I, my favorite was how they stuck so close to the original source material. Yeah. So, like, the train coming to town, that was a big thing in the first book. It was more boring in the book, but it was the whole, like, motive. The right? crux. Yeah. Right? Just like here. Um, we obviously had the fake haunting to scare one of the homeowners into selling. Yeah. Um, we had Carson getting kidnapped and taking into the hidden passageway. Uh, which is just like has turned into this like kind of reoccurring trope in these books of Carson is in trouble, you know. Um, we even had, I only remembered this because this was our ranking metric for the book, but we had the gorilla mask in the book. Yeah. And there was a pig mask in the movie. Yep. Um, of course, twin elms. Twin was the same elms. in both. Um, here, here's one you may not have remembered. So there were two criminals in the book. One of them was Willie Wharton. Yeah. Who is also in the movie. And one of them was Nathan Gomber. A.K.A. Nathan Nate. Gomber. O-M-G. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So then in the movie, we have Nate, who's Nancy's godfather. So, you know, a little bit of a different context, but like... Nathan and Nate. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Um, remember in the book when Nancy and Carson go out to, like, it's pretty early in the book. They go out to look at, like, um, there's, like, a piece of railroad track or something by a bridge that they go out to look at. And somebody drives a car into them and forces them into the water. I do remember that because I distinctly remember it eliciting a long conversation about her footwear. <laughs> Correct. Her pumps got stuck in the mud. Yep. Yes. So that mimics Nancy getting run down in the alley on her skateboard. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> My mind um, is blown. Yeah. And and here's the last one. And this is a stretch. I'll admit it. But I'm going to say it anyway. In the movie, we had peach pie. And in the book, we had floating island. Oh, God. I'm hungry. Does- I know. I want some floating. Oh my gosh! I forgot to tell you this. Okay, can this be? I, I uh, backing up. Okay, guys. Broadcast alert. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I forgot to write this down to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, Great British Baking Show. Yes. Which is which? The new season, which is currently in process on Netflix, like it's over in the UK. So if you're in the UK, ignore. But like, well, don't ignore. But in the U.S., it's still in process. One of the more recent episodes, I can't, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But it's like episode maybe six of the current season. I'm getting ahead of myself. The the signature bake. So they do three. They do three. Do you watch the show, Karen? No. Oh, I'm so sad. They do three. <laughs> three bakes each episode so the first one's their signature bake the second one is like a blind technical where they don't have time to practice beforehand and the third one is like the big like showstopper and it's crazy okay well, in the signature bake of one of the more recent episodes guess what the challenge was it was floating islands it i'm was guessing floating <laughs> island and i was like 
what? I mean, total break screech. And yeah, so like it's all floating islands. So like there's maybe six or seven contestants left at that point, And they all do this kind of unique spin on floating island with different flavors and all of this kind of stuff. And it actually sounds delicious. So it's, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like custard, which in in the UK sense tends to be, I think it, it looks more liquidy than what I, like I think of custard being like pudding. Yeah, that's like, what I was more picturing, liquidy. yeah. Okay. And then on top of it, there's like a, a I think they poach it. So it's kind of like almost boiled, you know, um, meringue. Oh. And so there's like this poached meringue. Hoovering. Hoovering on top of <laughs> a, <laughs> on top of a, uh, a pond per se, uh, you know, an ocean of juice. What am I looking for? I don't know. Stuff. <laughs> I just said it. Meringue and custard. Custard. On top of custard. But so like, yeah, and then they put stuff on it. So anyway, I'm just, if you if you were curious, go watch it. I am. It's, I'm going to watch like it. It's like 15 minutes of your life. Should it looks we, delicious. Should we eat it and bake it and love it? We could make it for Thanksgiving. We haven't done a cooking episode in a while. Remember when we, we haven't. made tinned chicken and tinned bread? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when we opened all of those ingredients? <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was delicious. You did? Yeah, and it I don't just, even it, I don't even it like bread. So disgusting. It it looked like it was all that bread would be a stretch, Karen. <laughs> it looked like it was from the Depression era, which it was. Well, it so was. I thought it was. it was period appropriate. I it was it was really the visual that was throwing me. I mean, the long and short of it was, it was like... It looked awful. Gravy and chicken. It was all... It was delicious. Varying degrees of beige. (laughs) It was 100% beige and kind of gloppy, which, you know, are not words that you want to describe a plate of food generally. I loved it. I'd eat it Mm. again tonight. Okay, my next favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep Um, this thing moving, Karen. (laughs) I... uh, Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to because if I'm being mm. completely honest I know what you're gonna and say. transparent with you and the people Which of this you podcast. Which Karen. We expect that of you. I'm being vulnerable. Yes. My next favorite thing was Carson in this mm. movie. <laughs> same. And Absolutely I same. Don't need to say anything else about that, but uh, watch the movie. Yes, you do, Karen. Your note me. says Carson meow. <laughs> I just thought he was very well cast. <laughs> he, I mean, my note said Carson immediately in love. <laughs> also, I'll just say that's how you know that we're not the target audience. No, because there's also like the very young, like Deputy Patrick and stuff that okay. I think. Let's please talk about. Okay, we'll just call this love interests. Okay. Okay. Let's please talk about Deputy Patrick because he was a full on kindergartner. Do you have beef with Deputy Patrick? He was 12 years old. <laughs> I think we're just old, Kelly. No, he was, like he was 12 17. years old. Oh, okay, sure. Let's call let's say he was 17. Like are we issuing badges and guns to 17-year-olds in this country? He wasn't an actual police officer. He had a gun. Did he? 
Oh, yeah, man. it got knocked off of his person when Nate punched him out at the end. Maybe it was a taser. It was not a taser. <laughs> I'm I... like, Deputy Patrick was too young. The only the only reasonable explanation for Deputy... I kept waiting for more information on Deputy Patrick, okay? I was waiting for the sheriff to come out and be like, this is... Our intern deputy, Patrick, who we do not issue a weapon to and who can't be sent on real calls, but is basically here to oversee the teenage delinquents picking up trash. And that's all. Yeah. He also refills our pens when we run out. He was basically like in charge of detention. He should have been. And the only reason to make him that young was with, was if he was going to turn into a love interest for anybody, any of like Nancy, Helen, Bess, George, anybody. But like, nope, he was just a full on member of the police department. Well, I was actually really worried he was going to turn into a love interest and I didn't want that. I was like, can we remove oh. this from our calculus? Like, I don't need that. Like, that doesn't have to be an element of every film and every story. I agree. I was like, they're I'm busy. I'm not saying it should have been. They're, they're busy. Busy for boys. <laughs> Let them concentrate. They have their own activities. Anyway. I'm not disagreeing with you. you. I'm just saying that was the only reason for him to be that young. Otherwise, can we please cast an adult? In the deputy position. Okay. I also love that pronunciation. <laughs> Do I feel more strongly about this than I should? I, you're really riled up. Can I conclude my statements on Carson Drew, please? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry I interrupted. It's not just that he's an incredibly handsome man. Oh, no. Is that not all? He's also smart and kind mm, he's a very too. he's a very good dad i like that even when nancy goes rogue he's like nance maybe not the approach i would have taken but like wink wink nudge nudge nice job stick it to the True. man which i think is great and he's just got a heart of gold and i loved him and because mm. and i think this is meaningful to me because i do not like carson in the books i think he seems agreed to smooth he does seem you're right he does i i haven't been able to put my finger on it but you're you're absolutely right because i felt kind of the same way about like why do i not like carson yeah he's just like a little like i I don't know i don't like him in the books but i loved him in the Mm. movie yeah he also had that good scruff (laughs) i like a scruff (laughs) okay just for future reference (laughs) For everyone who's listening. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Any other favorite parts, Kelly? Um, I loved the Clue crew. Yes. Say more. I loved them too. I just, like, it, it kind of continued my, my, like, I watched Enola Holmes, and then it was the same vibe in this movie. It's just this, like unbreakable friendship and girl power thing like there was never that moment of we're gonna turn on each other for some stupid reason or we have to have a fight and then come back together or any of that nonsense like they just love each other and support each other and try to like i i loved how throughout the movie they're just trying to like talk the 
talk the bad self-talk away from Bess. Like, yes. You know, I just, they're so supportive of each other. And I I don't know. Like, I love a girl power vibe, you know? Fiercely I loyal. love seeing, yep. yes, fiercely loyal, exactly. Like, I, I wish that that had been more the vibe when we were growing up. Um, Do you mean I with us or in general? Movies. Well, like in general, but yeah, like definitely yeah. I don't remember it from when we were growing up. Like, Oh, I thought you meant you wish I had been more fiercely loyal to you. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. My God. Do we start sending, do you want to build a snowman now? Is that what do happens? No. I mean, I mean, like in the media when you and I were little. For sure. Yeah. Like it wasn't a girl girl power vibe. No. You know, was... and 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 you're totally right. Like a lot of that I think is attributed to the fact that like there isn't a love story involved here. It's really like the love story between friends and I love that. And I also love that they bring Helen into that fold like without question. So Kelly. Um, so I loved all that and like and part of that I think is just I'll I'll point out Bess. I loved that she is this, like, amazing scientist. Yes. Yes. That was so great. And I don't know. I just thought that was so cool that we get to see a young woman who is a normal 16-year-old. You know, she's she's insecure. She's got whatever she's got going on. Like, it's not like this fictitious 16-year-old who's just, like... I don't care what anybody says. I got the world by the string and da, da, da. Like she's got her stuff, right? Yep. But like at the same time, she's this amazing, like, I mean, an unbelievably amazing scientist probably, but like amazing. And yeah, we didn't have know. to call like Ned up to do the chemistry clues. Thank you. Thank We're you. Like, That's a great point. I had not even thought about that. We In the books, we always have to call Ned and mm-hmm. Bert and whatever his name is, who I don't mm-hmm. even remember because I don't care, and be like, oh, science Thank question. You. False. The Clue Crew has it <laughs> in this in this movie. <laughs> Under control. Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. Chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're totally right. So... I hadn't even thought about that. Yes, in the books, we always have to call the boys to, like, provide the brains and muscle, which is, ugh, eye roll. And not so in the film. No, actually, in this film, the guys are all the ones that need to be saved. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Moving uh, on. I believe that as the one who did the one sentence plot task you should be able to like conclude our favorite part segment oh well this will surprise no one but i would like to talk about the ghosty stuff Mm. in this book it was very believable not this book this movie oh the movie thank you Mm -hmm. what are we doing where am i um the (laughs) ghosty items so in the book the things that like scare them are usually like off camera a little bit like you hear a thunk in the night or i don't know (laughs) thunk (laughs) the ghosts in this were there were like actual floating candles there was heavy metal music like blare like and then per the overview there's this nutmeg that's causing them to hallucinate so you can't really tell what's like a hallucination and what's not and so Mm -hmm. there are like these smoky black figures flying through the house and 
I, you don't realize at first that they're hallucinating. I was scared. I was like, this well, house like, is haunted. I agree. Like, also, were they imagining all of that? Like, I know that, I mean, let's just be honest. There were full-on home invaders there. Oh, yeah. The wet bandits. scarier than <laughs> wet bandits. <laughs> Wrong movie. Sorry. Oh, Tis my the favorite. Season. It's my the season. My favorite movie. <laughs> uh, my number one favorite movie of all time. Uh... What were we talking about? The Kenosha Kickers. Um, no, sorry. We were t- <laughs> we were talking about the ghosty yeah, stuff being believable. It was totally believable. I I mean, I don't know about you, but like, first of all, I never would have volunteered to investigate a haunted house mystery. No way. No way. I would have been like, that seems like something for Poltergeist. That yeah. little girl in Poltergeist. I hear she has a very successful business. Not into it. It's called littlegirlghostsarus.com. Give her a call. <laughs> Secondly, if I were to have lost my mind and decided to go investigate a paranormal activity situation, like, again, Kelly-shaped hole in the door. Like, I would not have been like, oh, there's got to be a perfectly logical explanation. I would have been like, well, yeah, I mean, it's haunted. I don't know what you're going to do. Probably sell it to the railroad. That first floating candle that went by, I would have been like, Flora. I'm out. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You or, should. May I take a piece of cake for the road? I gotta bounce. Here's how to post your house on Zillow. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lovely place. Maybe you know, repaint the lawn real quick before you take your realtor pictures. But yep. otherwise, get out. So that was like it's weird because I would. I hate the really supernatural ghosty stuff but i also it was one of my favorite parts so who i'm growing well but it wasn't actually ghosts no it wasn't you probably knew that going in because nancy said at the beginning there's always a logical explanation but okay legit (laughs) question yes ma'am would you rather it be ghosts or criminal home invaders criminal home invaders really yes Oh, I would pick ghosts, I think. I am that, I mean, I'm, wow. I feel like I'm inviting trouble into my life you by are. saying this, but. Um, I would rather be robbed. <laughs> I feel like I have a better grasp of the action items related to a home invader than I do of. That's okay. That's fair. Conducting an exorcism. <laughs> so it's like panic room, 911, home therapy, alone, move. Yeah. Marbles on the stairs. <laughs> Tarantula. Yeah. Paint cans over banister. Climb the power line to the treehouse. You could get a treehouse escape room. Exactly. That would be very badass, actually. I've got room for it. Could we build that? Could yeah. we build a home alone treehouse escape that you can just like hang our right over into? I, I don't know that we we could build it, but we could speak to someone about having it built (laughs) i mean that's what i meant i was envisioning a contractor at work but i would suggest that i think that sounds like both practical and fun great i'll add it to the upgrade list fantastic so when does that lottery bounce back up again Um, I feel like this is a little unfair of me to ask you because this is a different format than we usually address. But did you have any it would have been awesome ifs for the film? Basically, no. But when I saw your bullet point 
list for me to fill in. I felt obligated to provide some. So I'll Bless keep you. it short. Okay. Um, it would have been awesome if they would have actually made the next movie. Yeah. So they tease Lilac in at the end. And obviously I want that. I think we all do because Lilac in is like one of the best. It's our favorite. It's, it's absolutely one of my favorite. And like, I want, I want to meet John McBride. Mm-hmm. I want to see what a what a river submarine looks like. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I want the whole like ghost impersonation moment. That all sounds fun. So yeah, yeah that would have been awesome. Um, since we are reinventing the Hannah character, it would have been awesome if Hannah could have been made like I was envisioning her as Carson's childhood best friend. Yes, instead of his sister. Yep. So that there could have been, like, a future romance there. Like, I didn't want it to be, like, a full-fledged thing in this one. But I just, it would have been nice to have, like, a little teaser of maybe Carson gets to fall in love again down the down the line. I completely agree. Like, a really? little flirtatious moment here and there. Like, yeah, alluding exactly. to a light at the end of the tunnel for his heartbreak. Correct. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Absolutely. Um, and finally, it would have been awesome if Deputy Patrick, the nine-year-old, had either been in on it or, well, now I feel differently. I, I would have said, or he had made a move on one of them. Even oh, Okay, here, I'm just going to read you exactly where you wrote. Deputy Patrick had been in on it or had made a real move on Nancy. Although, would that be creepy since he's apparently a grown-up and she's 16? Also, how is he a deputy? He's a kindergartner. <laughs> We've got to look into this Deputy Patrick situation yeah, I have, more. I have an issue. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, so that concludes my... Did you have any It Would Have Been Awesome Ifs to add? No, I didn't. But I completely agree with <laughs> definitely the, the first two. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Uh, so, did you were you able to add anything to like the Nancy resume? Oh heck at yes, least, I in, did. At least for her future self, I did add things. Also, tell me, tell me. I just had a, a Midwest accent. I said I did add things. <laughs> you did what? I said I was trying to say I did add things to the list, and it came out as I added things. I think I'm getting I an accent. <laughs> Michigan. Uh, accent. Do I have an accent? I don't think so. Well, I live in the Midwest. Yeah, but I'm like creeping up on Canada up in my location, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Meg, Meg Murph called me out in a recent episode because I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, it's oh, happening. Oh my God, you're getting into that. <laughs> Speaking of the Kenosha kickers. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take it up. I'm going to be in that polka band. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, so who is Nancy in this film? Do tell. First of all, I wanted all of her clothes, slash I probably have some of them. <laughs> I was like zero surprise. <laughs> Loved Adds her up. attire. She was so cute. Um, also, I like that she used corded headphones instead of AirPods, which I get teased about by someone at work constantly. They're like about using corded headphones instead of AirPods, and I'm like, listen, oh, I don't have those. I, I'm, I'm currently on corded headphones. They fall out all the time. They're never charged, and I feel like the corded headphone is a much better choice for sleuthing. So excellent detail. 
Um, she, she is a phenomenal skateboarder. Yes, she is. Like, do you, I'm how did they find her? Do you I don't think know. they incorporated that element because she could already skateboard or are they specifically looking for a skateboarder? I don't know, but like she was not just skateboarding. She was that intro no. sequence with the credits rolling. She's like dancing yeah. down. It is beautiful. It's like skateboard ballet and it was stunning. It took my breath away. It was, I mean, it, it was pretty cool. It's a skill set that, like, oh, I yearn. I yearn to be able to do that. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, a key, <laughs> I may be saying this too strongly, but a key part of her personality is vengeance. <laughs> nope, I would agree. I loved that. She's <laughs> Take like down thine enemies. Defending best to the bully douchebag. Yes. Can I say yeah, that, that on this sucked. podcast? Also, sure. when she gets in trouble for defending Bess to her bully, mm-hmm. and Carson is, like, gently... Uh, parenting her it comes up that she was recently in trouble for burning the word assassin into a guy's lawn who was killing crows and i'm like so cool you burned a menacing word into someone's front lawn i love this nancy Mm -hmm. yeah but like you gotta you gotta check that because otherwise you grow up into uh what's the what's the main character's name and the girl with the dragon tattoo oh yeah i don't know yeah, it's a it's a short journey. <laughs> I love I love that character too, though. So yeah, uh, she's the best. Um, Nancy is so sarcastic in this movie. She really is. She's got a quip. She's got a wry smile. She's got a little elbow jab <laughs> for everything. She was sometimes I was like, okay, Nancy, can we be Dial serious for like one yeah. second? There were a couple times that I was like, too much. We get it. You're sarcastic. But generally. Yeah, I'm like, did this entire script be like, Nancy gives her a crooked half smile? Yes. I was going to say a wry glance. But <laughs> a crooked half smile is even better. Yes. Um, and finally, Kelly. <laughs> consistent with the book. She still forgot her flashlight. On sleuthing. Sleuthing activity number one, she's like, oh, great work, Drew. Didn't bring a flashlight. And I was like, oh. <laughs> the similarities abound. Also, can I just say, yes. I just glanced out my window. The full uh-huh. moon is beaming straight into my window through the bare branches of a tall old tree. It is spooky AF. AF. <laughs> is it? Is it speaking to your little Gemini soul? It's more of like my my gothic dark heart that's being spoken to. Yeah. You want to like go bay at it? Uh, Kind of. Speaking of gothic dark souls, guess what book I started reading last night for the first time ever. I cannot wait for whatever you're about to say because I bet I'm into it. I think you're not going to be into it. In fact, I know you're not, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. Wuthering Heights. Oh, my least favorite book in the history of the entire world. Did you read it? Yes. Oh, actually, I take that back. Jane Eyre is the worst book in the whole world. (gasps) Wuthering Heights is a close second. Your tongue. (laughs) Jane Eyre is my favorite book. Karen, it's so romantic. I just hate that era of literature, Kelly. It's not. I know you do, but it breaks my heart but so i i've i've never read wuthering heights and it's been on my bookshelf for you know 40 years and i was like this is the season 
I feel like that's I a good reading it and I'm so into it. I think that's a good follow on to your Outlander reading though because you've got like Heathcliff on the moors which is like kind of like a nod to Jamie Fraser or like the the reverse. Jamie is a nod to Heathcliff I think. You know it's now that you say that there are some sims. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I got you. I got you. Anyway <laughs> no I so I want to like go sit out underneath the full moon and conjure Kathy. Well, tonight's your night. It's a full moon, so get out there, girl. I'm not going to do that. You're missing it's out. It's like 50 degrees out there. Um, <laughs> that was it. That's all I had to add. But I think... It's, I will just say, I also made the note about the flashlight. I actively laughed out loud when that happened. The only note I will make is that at least she recognized it on case one. As opposed to book Nancy, that it took, what, 28 books to finally be like, you know what, it might be helpful. You know what? You make a good point. You're giving her the grace that she deserves. Thank yeah, you. She 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 took an immediate mental note and was like, add to, you know, detecting packet. Packing list. Yeah. Hmm. The kit. Add it to Pre-flight the kit. Pre-flight checklist. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Karen, do you have any open questions following I have a this movie? A burning question. Ooh, my. That sounds like you could use some antibiotics, but go on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Don't uh, want burning. I am kind of embarrassed to ask this because I'm concerned it is more related to my lack of attention to detail than it is to something that was not addressed. However, in, this, in the name of vulnerability under the full moon, did they ever say where River Heights was? I, not that I remember, but it was definitely giving me like California vibes. I, I just like I, south southwest kind of yeah. Ooh, SoCal. I see. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know that they ever did. Like we know that she was in Chicago, and just they moved prior. from Chicago. Yeah. Did we ever no. see water? I don't um, I don't know. Anyway, my point is, Kelly, I don't ask yeah. this to stir the pot. Mm. I ask because they never say in the books, and it will drive me slowly insane until I reach my grave, and then on my grave you'll say she just wanted to know where River Heights was. <laughs> I guess I'll never know. Yeah, mine's going to be like Phoebe Buffet, buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Did, um, you, did you have I don't, questions? I don't think so. Um, no, I did. So. Yeah. Okay. My first one is why didn't this movie do better? Because I thought it was really cute. I loved it. I don't know. Okay. That's just a general wonderment. I'm not expecting you to answer that. Um, my real question is if you lived in a house for like 70 years Yes. Don't you think at some point you'd wonder why there was so much dead space behind walls in your house? Like, wouldn't you figure out that there there were, like, hidden rooms and hidden passages in your house? Yes. I do think okay. that. I, I feel like I would be like, I'm not far enough back in my house. I know the back wall isn't for another 20 feet. Like, what is back? Like, I feel like you would spatially figure it out. I've been a homeowner for three months, and 
I can tell you confidently there was dead space to the side of the coat closet in the front living room. Uh-huh. And I pulled the board off that wall in about 15 minutes to see what was back there. Sure. You were like, is there a staircase? Nope. It, Good talk. It was a pipe. What was back there? It was okay. a, a, Bummer. a waste pipe that runs through the I, house. So like not super exciting, <laughs> but I was like, I have to know. <laughs> no, of course. Because you were spatially cognizant of your surroundings. Yes. Also, did she not get a, did Flora not get a home inspection? Like. Well, probably not. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna assume that Twin Peaks, Twin Elms, was the Twin Peaks <laughs> was like a family home that she inherited from her parents, that they inherited from their grandparents. Like it's okay, okay. been passed down through the generations. But you, even more so, you would you would think somebody would be like, by the way, Flora, that's where we spy on the servants. Better be tapping on those loose floorboards to see if they sound yeah. hollow. I know. I know. Eh, I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, if any of you have space behind, yeah, it's probably a pipe. Anyway, um... <laughs> well, let's let's rate it. Let's rate the movie. Let's do it. Let's show. This week we are rating the Hidden Staircase, the movie, not the book, the movie, okay. out of a twelve possible longboards, which you chose, yeah. and I love that. <laughs> Um, and I will go first. I gave it 11 out of 12 possible longboards. Man, we are rating things high these days. I know. Well, things have been good lately. I know. Or our bar was on the ground. Or our bar early was pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I rated it 11 out of 12 because I thought the Clue Crew dynamic was so charming. They were working as a team in every way possible. They were bringing their unique strengths to the table to succeed mm-hmm. as a trio. Um, we also had like fully fleshed emotions and got to see them being vulnerable with their feelings, which I love. I love a feeling. I gave it minus one longboard for Carson not having more screen time. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. Yes. Uh, Vengeance for Carson. What is your rating? <laughs> Carson in the hidden staircase. Um, so, okay. So I rated it 10 out of 12. Okay, okay. Um, I loved sassy emo Nancy, and I loved her, like, STEM-oriented friends. I'm mm-hmm. very here for it. Um, minus one for making Helen a mean girl, although I fully acknowledge it was better storytelling to have them become friends than to start off as friends. Yeah. But I still didn't like slighting my girl Helen. Um, Fair. Also, minus an additional one for Baby Deputy Patrick. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, like, genuinely loved it. I feel like this is a movie that you appreciate more if you have read Nancy Drew. That is a really good point. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have loved this if I had never been introduced to Nancy before. That I is a... would have felt that it was convoluted and weird, but... I think that you may have answered your first open question mm-hmm. could be why did this movie not do better because yeah. not everyone has read six thousand nancy drew books like we have i feel like what actually needed to happen here now that i'm thinking now that you say that can i just spin off for a moment uh, kelly i would be sad if you didn't i think well thank you karen <laughs> so i feel like what needed to happen here was this should actually have been a series mm-hmm. and because this the whole time and it just occurred to me like this was giving me very um psych vibes mm. did you ever watch that show 
loved that show. Me too. I've watched it a million times. But so like, you know, when when he like zeroes in on the clues and zeroes in on the stuff and like it goes like, do you know what I'm talking about? How does it go? <laughs> I, know, I do know what you're talking about. I yes. can't do the noise. It's simulated, not per- human provided. Um, <laughs> like that was the vibe I was getting when Nancy like saw the footprint, like the pink footprints and... You know, like, as she's seeing the clues, she, like, zeroes in on them. And I think this whole thing would have been better distilled down to, like, 50-minute-long TV episodes. Like a bingeable Netflix. Correct. Like I, a Netflix. I yes. love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to write to Helen uh, to Helen DeGeneres. I was, like, to <laughs> Helen Corning. <laughs> Who are you writing to? <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. And who was one of the producers, I believe, and just be like a follow-up thought for you. Season now two. Now that everybody's grown up. Yeah, I. You do that. You write to Helen DeGeneres that tomorrow. That felt super <laughs> sarcastic. <laughs> you do that. I support I you, dear Helen. DeGeneres. Yeah, probably, probably get a reply. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Karen and I host a podcast. We have some feedback. Um, so, Karen. Yes. What are we reading next week? Oh, well, next week we're reading The Clue of the Black Keys. hey Which, contrary to popular belief, is not about the American rock band from Akron, Ohio, and is, in <laughs> fact, a Nancy Drew book. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Surprise. Inspired um, by. Also, I did a little pre-Googling on this one, and there is a yeah. lot to love here. Uh, oh, really? And what I will say is that the Wikipedia page lists all of the characters in this book, oh, and there are 26 of them. <laughs> no! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of them is a fisherman from Florida, and his name, I am not even kidding, is <laughs> Two-Line Parker, and I can't wait. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Two-line Parker? Yeah, because he's probably... So, like, he fishes off of two lines? He's he's running two reels at once, man. He's... Do, okay, well, do you think he's running two reels at once, or does he have two lines on one reel? I think that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you, I don't know. I don't know fishing. To be fair, neither do I. We'll find out. Stay tuned. They call, they call me They call me two-cart Kelly. They call you no I push no him line. right up to the... Right up to the freezer <laughs> section in Kroger. Got all the fish I want. No line biscuit pink. Never caught a fish <laughs> in her life. <laughs> so, if you are so inclined, this concludes our episode. Please don't stop listening yet. This is where we ask you to please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, find us on Instagram at It's a Clue Podcast. And if you're so inclined, I don't know why you would be after our shenanigans, but... <laughs> Please, we would love for you to become a Helen Cording friend on Patreon, which is a bestie of the show. We will give you a weird shout out on the show when you become a patron. And you can do things like vote on our upcoming Super Sleuth titles. Um, and you can find us at patreon.com slash it's a clue podcast. And Karen, remember what we learned today in Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase, the movie. How could I forget? Tell me. Life is short. Eat the maple bar. Explore the hidden passage. Move to the spooky small town to find adventure. Become. <laughs> I am crying. Become oh. friends with the alcoholic former burlesque dancer down the street. You only live once, detectives. Uh, 
ending on a YOLO, I see. Mm, hashtag YOLO. And with that, happy, happy sleuthing! <laughs> it's a Clue is hosted by Kelly Biscopink and Karen Farmer. Our logo is designed by Courtney Kyle. You can find her on social media at I am Courtney Kyle. The It's a Clue theme song was written and recorded by Danny W. You can find her on Facebook at Danny W Music. Audio engineering is graciously done by our friend Mark Goodlow. <laughs>